Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to praise you. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. This is the day the Lord has made. Me and you are to rejoice and be glad in it. God has blessed us one more time with another day of life. He's blessed us with another day of health. Listen to me, children of God. God could have took his spirit out of our bodies last night while we slept. You know, God could have sent us to hell, but God has spared our lives one more time. God has has been good to us. And, and since this is the day that God has made, the Bible says that I will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to encourage you, child of God. I'm seeing someone that has been under severe trial that has been going through. But I want to encourage you today to rejoice in the day that God has made. We bless God for each of you. We see many of you coming in and joining us this morning. God bless you, Pastor Harris and uh, Brother Sonny. God bless you. Good to see you all this morning. We want to talk with something talk about something the Lord just dealt with me on just recently and placed it in my spirit to share with you all. But now for those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina. USA, and I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. There are some individuals who say, Apostle Brian, why every day we see you preaching like this, we see you teaching like this? Why? Why every day? Well, God has been good to me. 
You know, uh, there's been about 50 or 60 nations across the world that God has allowed me to enter. Uh, he has blessed in so many different avenues, so many capacities. And it, it, the Bible says it is right and fitting for the righteous to praise him. It's just right and fitting. Children of God, it, it's just right. Have you ever put on a pair of clothes that just fit you real well or a pair of shoes? I know you have. we have a pair of shoes that just fit us real well. Well, that's how it is to praise our God for us as his children. It's just right. It's just fitting. So I encourage you today, child of God, just praise your creator. That's what we were created for. That's why we are here. God lets us do so many things as his little children, but he created us to praise him. He created us to bring him glory and to magnify him. So I encourage you today, child of God, let us lift up the name of of Jesus. Uh, we want to take a look at the book of Proverbs. Lord was speaking something to me and dealing with me on this. Um, and I'll share that with you in a little while. But Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. The scripture says from the New International Version, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Once again, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. And we're going to work today from a theme, a good man, a good man. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. This is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Father, we thank you today for last night's sleep. We thank you, Father, for food on our tables, for clothes on our backs. You have been so good to us. You have done things for us and to us and through us that we don't even know. You have protected us from dangers seen as well as dangers unseen. Father, we don't give you the praise that you deserve as we don't know all the things that you do for us. But we say thank you this morning. We lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. We appreciate you, Father. We pause reverently to join in with the heavenly choir that is singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Father, we direct our attention, our energies toward you this morning. You have told us in your word that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We thank you today, Father. We want to hear from you. You have also told us in another place that without faith, it is impossible to please you. So, Father, we understand that without hearing your word, it is impossible 
for us to please you. So, Father, we thank you. We trust that as your people are tuning in from the four corners of the earth, I pray, Father, that you will give me a word from your spirit that will bless somebody, that will edify, uplift somebody, that someone will walk away from this broadcast today strengthened in their spirit, man, and that your name may gain all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer. We count done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say, Amen. Proverbs 13 and 22. Solomon, David's son, was a very wise young man. At certain junctures of his life. Now, that's important to understand because Solomon at one point was so pleasing to God that God asked him to ask of him anything he wanted. And basically what God did with Solomon was gave him a blank check. Now, can you imagine if a very rich man or a very rich, rich woman came up to you and offered you a blank check, meaning that you can fill in whatever number you want to fill in. You want a million dollars. You want $10 million. You want... A blank check means that you choose what you will fill in. God basically offered Solomon a blank check. God said, ask of me anything that you will. And, and the Lord is bringing my spirit now. I was communing with the Lord the other day. And the Lord said, Robert, what do you want from me? He spoke in my spirit. I was like, Lord, he said, what, what do you want from me? And I started thinking, children of God, I, I said, well, you know, I've got pretty good money. Don't have, not rich, but I'm, I'm all right financially. I, I got enough cars. I've got enough houses. I've got enough clothes. I, and I started thinking about things. I said, what, what do you want, Robert? What, what do you want? And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what I want from you is to obey you more. I encourage you, child of God. You know, some of us would have said, give me, give me some more houses or give me some cars or give me some money. Children of God, I, I thank God this morning. Got enough houses, got enough cars, got enough clothes, got enough, got enough. But what I don't have enough of is I don't have enough obedience to God. What I asked God, when I responded to the Lord, I said, Lord, what I want to do, I want to obey you more. You know, I see areas, I see avenues in my life where I'm not obedient. You know, I want to be, but I'm not. I said, that's what I want. I don't want another car right now, Lord. 
I want more obedience. I don't want another house right now. I want more obedience. I don't want another outfit. The tailor just came today and we took measurements out. But yeah, I want to obey. And my prayer for you, my brother and my sister, is that obedience to God will be your desire. Solomon asked for wisdom, which is really obedience. He asked God for wisdom that he might lead God's people and that he might take them and show them what God, where God wanted them. And God was so pleased with Solomon's request that God said, because you have not asked for wealth or long life, or even the death of your enemies. Some of you, I don't even realize you upsetting God by asking for the death of your enemies. God said, because not, you have not asked for wealth or long life or the death of your enemies, God says, I'm going to give you what you asked for, which was wisdom. But then God turned around and said, but then I'm going to give you what you have not asked for. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, that when we please God in our response, in our life, in our ministry, in our doing, God will give us some things that we have not even asked for. God told Solomon, I'm going to give you what you asked for. God said, I'm going to give you the wisdom that you asked for. But God says, I'm also going to give you what you have not asked for. I'm going to give you wealth. I'm going to give you long life. God said, I'm going to give you the things that you have not even asked for. So understand, my brother and my sister, pleasing God and asking for the right things will cause God to give you some things that we didn't even ask for. Now, God knew that Solomon would like wealth and Solomon would like long life and Solomon. He, God knew he would like those things, but that's not what he asked God for. He asked God for what would be pleasing to God. And God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you what you asked for. And then I'm going to also give you what you have not asked for. The other things were pleasing to Solomon. Solomon asked for what was pleasing to God. God gave him that, but God also gave him what was pleasing to Solomon. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God knows what you and I like. God says, Robert, I'm the creator of all things, the preserver of light and life. God says, I made you. I know what you like. I know what you love. I know what you're afraid of. I know what God says. I know your righteousness, Robert. I know your sin. God says, I know everything. And God says, I know what each of my children likes. And God says, that's why I told them, Robert, that if they would delight themselves in me, God says, I promise to give them the desires of their heart. God says, because I know the desires of their heart. Listen to me, every one of you in here worshiping with us, God bless you, saints. Every one of you listening through talk show or listening through 
Facebook. God knows the desires of our hearts. There are some of you that are listening to my voice right now. You've got desires in your heart that are not filled. Yes, you've got, yes, yes, you've got desires. There, there are some of you that have things that you want. God says, I'm not going to give them to you. There are places you want to go. God says, I'm not going to let you go. There are things you want to God says, I'm not going to let you do it. God says, I, what I want out of you is I want you to delight yourself in me. Listen, until we delight ourselves in God, there will be desires of our heart that will be missing from our lives. Until we delight ourselves in the Lord, there'll be delight, desires of our heart that will be missing. And I, I encourage you, my brother and my sister, delight yourself in the Lord. In other words, make yourself like the things that God likes. There are certain things that God likes. The, the scripture and what God is bringing to my spirit now is Cain and Abel. Two of Adam and the woman's children, Adam and Eve's children. The Bible speaks about Cain and says, The Lord did not look with favor on Cain. And you look it up, fame means to like or to have a favorable opinion. God did not look with favor on Cain, meaning God didn't like Cain. Or his offering, and God didn't like what he was offering up to God. But the Bible says the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? God didn't like Cain too much, and he really didn't like his offering. But Abel. God liked Abel, and God liked his offering. See, understand something, child of God. We have been created in the image and likeness of God, so we're a lot like God. Now, we got some different stuff in us because we got sin in us, and we, but we are a lot like God. There are characteristics in us that are also in God. We like certain things. And we don't like certain things. Well, guess what? God likes certain things. And God dislikes certain things. We love certain things. And we hate certain things. Well, guess what? God loves certain things. And God hates certain things. The challenge is this, my brother and my sister. For us to like and to make ourselves like what God likes. To make ourselves dislike what God dislikes. Delighting ourselves in the Lord means there's a greater oneness that has taken place between us and the Lord. God, we are one with, with Christ. The Bible says that we are one with Christ. But sometimes we do things that he's not pleased with. Sometimes we say things that he's not pleased with. Sometimes we go places that he's not pleased with. Our Christian walk or our coming closer to God involves you and I becoming more like him. 
liking more of what he likes, disliking more of what he likes, saying what he won't say, and then not saying what he doesn't want saying. Be the oneness that we are partakers of with Christ is an ongoing process. We are becoming a great we are becoming more like him as we submit. As we submit. See, God's not gonna submit to us. It's up to us to submit to God. God is not gonna come down and start thinking like we think. It's for us to come up and start thinking like he thinks. What the Lord is bringing in our spirit now. The scripture says, let this mind, God instructed his people, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, what was the mind in Christ Jesus? Christ had a mind, my brother and my sister, that was always desirous of pleasing God. Christ, the Bible says Christ always did the things that were pleasing in the eyesight of God. This is the mind that God wants you and me to have. A mind that is always conscious, always cognizant and thinking, how can we please God? We know we don't. And this is why every day we pray, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Lord, forgive us, you know, forgive us of our debts. Forgive us of our trespasses because we always doing something or saying something or thinking something that God is not pleased with. But I encourage you, child of God, the more uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. God says, Robert, tell my people for me, the more they please me, God says, the more I will please them. Delight yourself in the Lord. As we make it our ambition to sincerely please God, God will make it his ambition to sincerely please us. And nobody can please us like God. Our husbands can't please us like God. Our wives can't please us like God. Our friends can't please us like God. So I want to encourage as many as are under the sound of my voice. Let us please God. Now, understand this. Oftentimes, pleasing God will uh, mean that we will displease men. So we have to make a choice. Do we please God or do we please men? The Apostle Paul said, I made the decision. Paul talked about how he, you know, if he was a men pleaser, he would not be a servant of Christ. When we decide that we're going to please God, we need to understand that's going to make us some enemies. Look at Jesus. Look at the life of Jesus. He always did the things that were pleasing outside of God. Look what it got for him. Hung on a cross. Nails driven through his wrist or his hands. Nails driven through his feet. So why? And you say, Apostle, why? Because the God of this age, the prince of the powers of the air, according to the Bible, which is Satan. Satan does not want you and I to please God. See, so it's a war. It's a war. But I, I guarantee you and I encourage you this, my brother, as you please God, God will please you. 
you'll find yourself you you'll you'll find yourself at a place where you really don't want anything else other than to please him. And my prayer is that God manifest that in your life in the name of Jesus. Now, a good man. We said we want to look at a good man. From the New International Version, one thing the Lord has in my spirit immediately, there are characteristics of a good man, just like there are characteristics of a bad man. I've been both in, in my life. And the truth of the matter is, I have some aspects of both in my life. The Bible says, if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself, and the truth is not in him. But what we want to do is we want to find out the characteristics that will make us what God wants to be so that we can work on becoming that. There are characteristics that make a man good. There are characteristics that make a man or woman bad. One of the characteristics of a good man. Now, the Lord dropped this in my spirit as I was watching on television. They were talking about businesses or companies that had been in effect in the United States for over 100 years. And I knew these companies, they were, they're, they're items that we can go into our markets anywhere in the country and, and purchase them. And we come to find out that these companies, some of these companies were being headed by individuals in the family and they were fifth generation. They were sixth generation. One, I heard one individual talk about how that company had been in the United States for two, three hundred years. And I was sitting there saying, now, wow. And many of these were our white brothers and sisters. And I was thinking about the differences between many of our white brothers and sisters in the United States and many of our black brothers and sisters. I was thinking how I don't even know anybody, you know, black that has a company that this, that is this old. But some of these countries were two, three hundred years old. The great, great, great grandson was still running the business. Well, what you say, Apostle, what's the importance? The importance is that the ancestor way back left an inheritance. We talked about this scripture, Proverbs 13 and 22, says a good man leaves an inheritance for their children's children. Now, most of the people, most of the people of color that I have known have not left too much of inheritance. Maybe they've left a few houses or maybe they've left a few cars or a few dollars in the bank. But as far as companies, as far as businesses where, where the same way uh, the father was blessed, now the son can come on in and be blessed. And this is one of the reasons, my brothers and my sisters, I'm talking to my black brothers and my sisters now. This is one of the reasons why our white brothers and sisters have had the advantage over us for hundreds of years in the United States, for thousands of years in life. And I want to encourage 
not just our black brothers and sisters, but but you know, anyone a good man, a good person, a good woman. We God wants us to start thinking about succeeding generations. See the adversary, if we're not careful, the adversary will have us just concentrating on today. You know, and because uh, many of us have had to deal with poverty and many of us have had to deal with lack. We're just thinking about getting something to eat today, today, today. But a good man, a good woman, a good person is able to look beyond their today and see into their future and see into their ancestors' future. I'm going to pray for you is that you will make and sow into your ancestors' lives. That you won't just be a blessing in your generation. Listen to me. I don't want to just be a blessing in my generation. Some of you have contacted me and let me know, Apostle, you've blessed us, you know, you're preaching. I don't listen. I don't want to just be a blessing in my generation. I don't want to just be a blessing in my dispensation. I want 200 years from now for someone to be finding these tapes, finding these videos, hearing the word and their lives to be blessed the same way lives are being blessed today. And it's possible. The Apostle Paul wrote 2,000 years ago. The Apostle Peter wrote 2,000 years ago. Jesus lived on the earth 2,000 years ago. But as we open the Bible today, these writings that are two, over 2,000 years old are still blessing our lives today. My prayer for you my brother or my sister, is that you will be a blessing not just in your generation, but that you will be a blessing throughout eternity. A good man, a good woman, a good person leaves an inheritance. Now, that's not always money. You know, just as inheritance, there are a lot of inheritances in life. My grandfather and I, he was my spiritual father. He didn't leave me one dime in financial money. But he left me with a wisdom that has allowed me to make millions of dollars in my life. That has allowed me to handle millions of dollars. I'm hearing my grandfather through the spirit. I left you an inheritance, son. My prayer for you is that you will leave an inheritance. My prayer for you is that when your daughter or your son looks at your life and, and and their eyes come open, they will be able to say, look, my father or my mother left me with the wisdom of God. If we're not leaving our sons or our daughters or our grandchildren with the wisdom of God, we have really not done a good job. So I encourage you, my brother, my sister. Let us leave an inheritance. Let us leave something to succeeding generations that will be profitable, that will be beneficial in their life. My grandfather didn't leave me one dime, children of God. Not one, I mean, in the will. I was, and I thought I was his boy. Didn't leave me one cent. But he left 
me with wisdom. Much of what I'm sharing with you all on this broadcast is are things that my grandfather shared with me as a young Christian. Because when I first when I when I was unsaved, I couldn't stand him. I tried to stay as far away from him as I possibly could. I you know, I didn't want to hear what he had to say. I would run away. I know I'm reaping some of what I sowed because I would run away and go away. And sometimes I see those, you know, as I'm sharing the word, I see individuals running around. I say, you know, and I just reap what I've sown. But once I got saved, once my eyes came open, I tried to be around him as much impossible. Sometimes I would go to his house nine o'clock in the evening and stay to three, four o'clock in the morning, just listening to the wisdom that poured from his lips. And as, as I uh, listened to the wisdom and applied the wisdom that was pouring from his lips into my life, I began to see my life change. I went from being in poverty, in abject poverty in the United States, to getting one of the best jobs I had in my life. Going from from having to, yeah, I was eating out of, I've eaten out of trash cans, dust bins, they call them in Nigeria, to eating some of the finest. The what was the what was it that made the difference? The wisdom of God. And I'm here to announce to you, child of God, I don't know who you are and where you are. I see so many of you coming in. God bless you. Saints from so many. What will make the difference in your life, in your matter, in your situation, in your family will be the wisdom of God. Listen to me. God is speaking this in my spirit right now. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been running from the wisdom of God. God says you've been running from your own blessings. When we run from the wisdom of God, we're running from our own blessing. May you stop running from your blessings in the name of Jesus and grab them and grab them and and partake of them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I was running from my grandfather as a, as a young man. I didn't even realize I was running from blessings and running to curses. Because as I ran from my grandfather, I got deeper into poverty. As I ran from my grandfather, I got deeper into sin. As I ran from my grandfather, I got deeper into nonsense. When I stopped running and started sticking and realized the importance of what he was saying and what he was conveying, children of God, God blessed me to such a magnitude and such a capacity that I don't have time to share it with you. Didn't leave me a penny financially, but the wisdom that he had left yeah, has been uh, a great blessing in my life. And I pray that as God gives me words to share with you all, and I see many of you all with us here today, I pray that the wisdom that God has given me is being a blessing in your life. Listen, I don't believe you all, some of you all tuning in every day. I don't believe you'd be tuning in every day to hear nonsense. I don't believe you'd be tuning in. I've got some, some individuals that are with me at the Christian Center Church Worldwide, uh, great supporters of the ministry. Listen, I don't believe they'd be supporting this ministry if it was nonsense. 
Some individuals supporting the Christian Center Church worldwide with thousands of dollars a month. I don't believe they will be supporting nonsense, intelligent people. So my prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, is that the wisdom of God will make a difference in your life. Listen, there is no situation that the wisdom of God cannot straighten out. There's no, there's no situation. You know, that's why God tells us, and God says, Robert, tell my people for me right now. The scripture says in Proverbs 3 and 6, acknowledge God in all your ways. And God says, and I will direct your paths. I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister, let us acknowledge God. In, in what? In all of our ways. Acknowledge God. Whatever you're thinking about doing, check with God first. Whatever you're planning to do, check with God first. Whatever you got in your mind, as an, check with God first. Acknowledge. Bible says acknowledge God. Sometimes we get in trouble because we didn't acknowledge God. So we jump out there on our own or we jump out there listening to the adversary and it ends up a mess. Acknowledge God. In all of your ways. And God says, and I will direct your path. A good man leaves an inheritance. So I encourage you, children of God, let's 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 open our let God open our minds that we can think beyond where we are and see how we can be a blessing to future generations. I was watching on television companies you know, that have been passed down five, six generations, individuals that had a vision of how to be a blessing to their family, five, six generations down. How many of us, how many of us thinking about your great, great grandchildren? Your great, we're going to have them if we got children and we're going to have great, more than likely great, 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 great. How many of us are thinking about them? Not very many, but the scripture says a good man leaves an inheritance. A good man is thinking about his grandchildren, how he can be a blessing, how he can be a blessing to succeeding generations. That's my encouragement to you today, child of God. Let's leave inheritance. See, if, you know. If our grandparents never left an inheritance and our parents never left an inheritance, and this is part of the problem with, with blacks in the United States. Many individuals that haven't left uh, much of an inheritance. So we have another generation that's not leaving much of an inheritance, and it keeps us getting further and further behind. My prayer is that we will begin to catch up a little bit by thinking about succeeding generations. God thinks about succeeding generations. God thought about you before the foundations of the earth were ever made. God says, I knew you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. God said, Robert Bryan, I knew you before I ever, before I created the dinosaurs. God says, Robert, I knew you. So, my brother and my sister, let us
leave inheritance for our children's children. See? So that the wealth that God has blessed us with, you know, and God has blessed each one of us with wealth. We might not have money, may not have houses, may not have cars, but there's a wealth of knowledge in you, a wealth of of revelation. You know what? If you are a child of God, God says, Robert, you tell them they got wealth. God doesn't have any poor children. Now, financially, maybe so. Maybe. But as far as because as a child of God, you have the spirit of God in you. God has deposited wealth in you. Sinner's wealth is laid up in store for the righteous. Two things. A good man righteous. There are promises. Being a good man and being righteous, there are promises. Being a good man, there's inheritance that you won't have for your children's children. That's one thing. And being righteous means that there is some wealth that is in store for you. Or, or some wicked person, some sinner, somewhere, if you are righteous, there's some wealth stored up from you. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister. Our time is our time is gone. Let us be good men and good women. Let us be righteous men and righteous women. And as we do so, God has promises. God has blessings. God has good things that He has decreed that will come our way. A good man. Leaves an inheritance for his children's children. May God bless you, children of God. May heaven smile on each of you. This is Apostle Robert Bryan signing out for the Christian Center Church Worldwide. Uh, for those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, feel free. You may go to our church website. And uh, let the Lord lead you. May God bless you and heaven continue to smile on each of you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 